Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. It's now time for The Journey with Dodsey and Dave. G'day, welcome to The Journey. I'm Dodsey. I'm Dave. How are you, Dodsey? I couldn't be better. I'm back on the old red chair behind the mic. How good does it get? And you've got that great smile as well, mate. It's good to see. And how good's the weather been? Oh, it's been awesome. Anyway, how's your week been, mate? Actually, quite interesting. You know how I work at weddings a lot. I do. And I get to do a lot of weddings and I hear a lot of speeches. Hmm. Something happened the other week. I was at this wedding and the parents got up and made individual speeches. One of them was the mother of the bride. And she got up, she made a speech and it was quite a nice speech, but nothing out of the ordinary. Then at the end, as she was concluding, she looked to the bride and groom and she said, and may God be with you always and protect you through your lives together. In that moment, Dodsey, it was something that grabbed my attention. She said it so authentically with so much love but it also was a realisation for me that it's not something I hear very often at weddings. Mm, mate, that sounds great, and no wonder you were touched by that situation. Look, we just had the last week of school for Term 3, and on Tuesday I had the honour of being at St Pat's Primary School at Port Kimberla for the unveiling of some very, very special artwork. The kids worked closely with pastoral support worker Mel Pyra and the Comodici Aboriginal Services to produce not one but three pieces of art that'll last forever in the school. Well done, kids. And the day was made even more special by the presence of the Aboriginal elder who was 86 years of age, and he did a welcome to country at the beginning. And I was looking at him thinking, what a beautiful witness, the quality of teaching that we have in this diocese. Looking at that artwork, we can definitely see that the kids have a great contribution to make to art in this area. Now, speaking on that... The Catholic Education Office Christmas Story Art Exhibition and Competition is currently on show from now until the 6th of October. You can catch that at the Wollongong City Gallery, located on Borelli Street, Wollongong. Well said, Dodsey. Well, coming up on the show today, Gospel Reflection with Father Ken. And Sister Hilda's Wisdom from the Abbey looks at the eyes of love. Trish McCarthy, Milk and Honey. The Parola Smart Loving segment deals with the art of apology. And he's a good fella, Pete Gilmore, Living the Gospel. And a great two-part one-on-one interview with our very own Bishop Peter Ingham. It's The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Let's get on with the show. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. This week's Gospel from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, verses 1 to 13. The parable of the unjust steward. Whoa, what's Jesus talking about an unjust steward for? Well, scripture scholars, they're divided about what this could mean. They really don't understand it. This week, however, we should be more concentrating on what are our dealings with other people. On what basis do we make moral decisions? Are we people who trample upon the needy? Are we people who use our authority, our power, our riches? Do we use those to put people down, to lock people away, to turn away from people who are in need? As the Gospel says, the one who is dishonest in little things will be dishonest in great. How honest are we? How much are we people of integrity? people of justice and of course justice is God's mercy. How much are we people of compassion? How much do we look after those people who really are ones who are in need and we do this because of 
Jesus because he has come to us and shown us that this is what our God is like, that our God embraces all people. The unjust steward in the gospel was really just making the people pay what they really should have owed, not what the master who was asking for more. This is Father Ken from the parish of St. Michael at Thoreau. Welcome back to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. How thought-provoking was today's gospel reflection? You know, the gospels are such a great way to get to know the person of Jesus and the work he did here on earth. You always find something new when you read the gospels, and that's why it's exciting when an opportunity arises to explore the gospels even further, Dave. Yeah, too true, Dodsey. We should always be growing in our knowledge and understanding of the scriptures, no matter who we are. Now, there's a six-week course. It's a great opportunity to break open the gospel of St. Luke, and it's happening in our region. It'll give people the chance to come and spend some time with Jesus in the gospel of Luke with all of its great stories of compassion, like the Good Samaritan, the Prodigal Son, and the Walk to Emmaus. Now, the course will be held Thursdays from October 10th up until November 14th at St. Joseph's Church, 48 Park Road, Bulleye. It's between 9.45am and 2pm. Also on Fridays, October 11th up to November 15th, and that's at St. Thomas More Church, Acacia Avenue, Roos. You can book your spot by contacting Darren McDowell, cfl at dow.org.au cfl at dow.org.au or give Darren a call on 4222-2463. That's great stuff, Dave. Now stick around because coming up soon we've got part one of that in-depth interview with our Bishop Peter Ingham and we're about to get into Sister Hilda's wisdom from the Abbey. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. There was a wonderful Cardinal Archbishop in London some years ago. His name was Basil Hume. Every couple of weeks, Basil had a policy where he went and visited an elderly woman who was bedridden. She was being cared for by her unmarried daughter. Now, there was a set procedure to this visit. What happened was that Basil was met at the door by the daughter. She took him into the room where her mother was. Basil would stay there for however long, talking and praying with the woman. And then he would come out and they'd have a cup of tea together and he would go. Now, in the room where they had the cup of tea, there was a picture of Jesus. Now, trust me when I tell you that this picture did Jesus no favours at all. And indeed, it offended Basil's artistic sensibilities. To add insult to injury, there were words attached to this picture. He's watching you. That made Basil absolutely cringe. It reminded him of all the times as a child when his mother said those same words to him. He's watching you. Anyway, one day the woman came in with a cup of tea and she caught Basil looking at this picture and all the thoughts I've just described to you were going through Basil's head. The woman said to him, Oh, Father, don't you love that picture? Well, fortunately, before Basil could open his mouth, the woman continued, I love it. I particularly like the words underneath, he's watching you, because I think to myself, that's right, he loves me so much, he can't take his eyes off me. Needless to say, the message went home to Basil big time. God's watching us, not to make sure that we trip things, not to make sure where we're going wrong. God's eyes are totally focused on us because he loves us in this coming week. May you too 
understand, know in the very fibre of your being that our dear and loving God is eternally looking at you with the eyes of unrelenting love. And there she was, Sister Hilda. She gets better and better every week, doesn't she? Well, I'm just a little bit excited here, Dave. We have such a treat coming up. It is that time where we get into part one of the great two-part interview Jude had with Bishop Peter Ingham. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, Dodsey. I've been lucky enough in the past to interview Bishop Peter, and Mm. what a pleasure it has been. As you see Bishop Peter on the TV or hear him on the radio, that's what he's like in person. Mm. Lovely fella. Let's go, mate. I'm here with Bishop Peter Ringham from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and it's great to have you here with us on the journey this week, Bishop. Good morning. Good morning, Jude, and hi to listeners. Thanks very much. I'm delighted to be able to add my voice to the success of the journey section of Pulse 94.1. Thanks, Bishop. You've been able to listen in to the first few shows and what have you thought of it? I certainly have, Jude, and I want to congratulate everybody who's been involved, Dave and Dodsey and all our people who we feature because they're giving practical advice and we want that. We need hard-hitting advice and ideas on how to be better at living and how to be better at relating, Mm. because really, I think life's all about relationships. Yeah, we are lucky to have such good presenters who are contributing every week, and I know you're really keen to be part of the show regularly too, which we're really grateful for. Bishop Peter, I know that you're a delegate for media for the Australian Catholic Bishops' Conference, and you also chair the Catholic Media Council. What's that all about? Well, Jude, for the last 50 years, since the Vatican Council in the 1960s, the Church has realised that we have to be involved with the media of social communications. Otherwise, we're never going to get the gospel proclaimed in all the ways in which it needs to be proclaimed. Mm. More so these days with all the the great development of social media. And so the church tries to capitalise, if you like, on how do we use the media effectively in order to proclaim Jesus Christ as our saviour and the Christian way of life as a way that contributes to the betterment of society. So taking every chance to make Jesus known and loved. Absolutely. Obviously, Bishop Peter, you've been right behind the establishment of the program The Journey and and really keen to ensure that the Catholic Church able to to contribute to the programming on Christian radio, in this instance with Pulse 94.1. How come? Oh, well, it's not the first time that I've been on Pulse 94. Uh, Josh Reed and Graham have interviewed me at various times and they keep saying, you know, you should do some more and we should be having more of Catholic content on this program. And uh, it's really since you've come, Jude, that we've been able to, um, to to get a package together and we've come to the stage now where the journey becomes a, a regular program mm. on a Sunday morning and on a Wednesday night. But really, you know, way back... Uh, when the station was beginning, my predecessor, uh, Archbishop Wilson, he wrote a letter to the authorities in the media to enable the station to to get going, Mm. and we supported it right from the start. So it's the wheel come full circle, if you like, that we're very happy to be able to uh, contribute and and give a, a, a Catholic perspective, because we're Christians too, and working together in union with Jesus Christ. Mm. That's really what it's all about. And um, the various churches and Christian communities have a a message and we can be a a conscience for the society at 
large mm. as we raise up issues that really are going to contribute to making our world a better place. And so I'm pleased to be able to um, acknowledge and enable the Catholic Church to contribute to the programming on, on Pulse 94.1. It's great to be able to encourage our Catholic people to really get behind this initiative of the Christian community. There's great content on this radio station and uh, it's building people up and so we've been able to uh, put posters in our churches and notify our schools and try and encourage people to listen to the station. Yeah, it's really exciting, isn't it, Bishop? And and people across all denominations are listening in and commenting on the show and it's it's great that we as as the Catholic Church are able to contribute. Bishop, you've had some some big events going on in the last couple of weeks. One of them's been the Multicultural Mass and another one last weekend was the the Marriage Anniversaries Mass. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the Multicultural Mass first and, and what a great initiative and success that was in the diocese? Certainly. Um, the Catholic Church celebrates Migrant and Refugee Sunday every year at the at the last Sunday of August. It's, it's a wonderful event. All the different nationalities from Indigenous people through to people from all over the world that are part of our community here in Wollongong and Campbelltown. And as a result, they come together, they carry in their flags, they dress in, in their own uh, traditional dress, uh, they celebrate the Mass with prayers and hymns in the different languages and then after the mass they have a a concert in the hall and they share food from different nations and it's a very happy event where you sort of see the richness that migrant and refugee people have brought to our community and we're very blessed to have that really. I see it a very simple example is in the variety of food you can eat in Wollongong right around the world without leaving Wollongong. We're lucky aren't we? We're lucky. So it's very blessed. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. Welcome back to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Well, I'll tell you what, if part two of our interview with Bishop Peter Ingham's anything like part one, I'm not moving a muscle, and neither should you. Dave, I think Bishop Peter's heart spoke for him in that interview, and what a man of passion. Just such a heart of gold. Too right, Dodsy. Let's get into part two of the interview. Bishop, I know at that Mass you, um, you said a number of things about the situation we find ourselves in in our country in regards to the treatment of asylum seekers. And there were comments that were picked up more broadly in the media. Do you want to just give us a bit of an overview of some of the things that you've been saying in the last few weeks about our responsibility as a nation and, and how we should be treating people? Yeah, it basically comes down to respecting the dignity of each person. And of course, if you just label people as queue jumpers, as uh, illegals and so on, uh, that dehumanises them. And Mm. we sort of don't stop and realise that these are people like us. These are people who have feelings, who have families. I, I took a lot of my idea from Pope Francis, who went to a place called Lampedusa, which is just off the southern tip of Sicily. But actually, it's closer to Africa than it is to Italy. And uh, it's not unlike Christmas Island, which in fact is closer to Indonesia than it is to Australia. And 150,000 refugees from Africa had come into Italy through Lampedusa. And Pope Francis actually went down there and he talked about the indifference that the world at large uh, feels 
or doesn't feel about the situation and the plight of people who are driven from their homeland because of war, because of malnutrition, because of all sorts of civil unrest and persecution. And uh, we need to be, as a community, as an international community, able to say, how can we help, not just exclude them? It's very easy to forget that uh, that the Holy Family and Jesus themselves were refugees very early on in the, in the story of the... Absolutely. Their, yeah. Absolutely, in Egypt, yes. Now, I know, Bishop, too, in September, another significant event was held in the diocese and you had a big number of people celebrating significant milestone anniversaries in their marriages. Sounds like it was an absolutely amazing event. It it always is. It's Again, it's on our annual calendar and people who are celebrating uh, 50, 60, 40, 25 years of marriage, it's really fascinating the appreciation they have to be able to renew their vows and uh, commit themselves and they do this in front of their families and this year we we had a tremendous uh, celebration as we always do and I I just um, continue to be amazed at what a contribution that is to our society at large because really marriage and the family is the very basis of our civilization. And uh, that's why, you know, we we take a hard line about why marriage is really important and what marriage really means uh, between a man and a woman. Yeah, it's been very topical, hasn't it? And just being at that Mass with with a group of people who had been doing the Parole of Smart Loving Marriage Weekend, they took away so much from just seeing these amazing couples who've been just so steadfast in love. They're a great witness to faith and a great witness to love. Bishop, what are some of your hopes for the program over time? Well, I hope, and and I know it's already happening, that more and more of our people, Catholic people, are listening into the program and enjoying this station of uh, Pulse 94.1. And it's my hope that um, what we contribute is building up the entire Christian community uh, because more people in our schools, in our parishes, in our agencies, through Catholic Care, the Vinnies, Catholic Women's League and so on, you know, many of them will now be listening in and taking the opportunity to tell the good news of what they're doing and what they do for the common good because we're trying to build up something that's positive and helpful to the living of people's lives. Yeah, there's lots of people doing so many good things, really living out their faith in their in their work and their daily life and in, in what they volunteer. Spot on, Bishop Peter. Bishop Peter, is there anything you want to finish with uh, as, we, as we come to the end of the interview? Well... You know, when you think of faith, we, we, we say, don't we, that seeing is believing. But believing is, is also seeing in another way. Faith has its own eyes, and faith can see us through experiences of loss, of difficulty. Faith can open up for us the possibilities of mercy and forgiveness and goodness, and the way that we can then make a contribution to help make the world a better place and support people who are really doing it tough. Fantastic. Bishop Peter, thank you very much for being here on the journey with us today. Can we count on seeing you and hearing from you regularly as part of the program? Certainly, Jude. I'd be most happy to, whenever I'm available, to be of assistance to help build up what's really happening through this radio station. Thanks, Bishop Peter. God bless you. What a great interview, Dave. Didn't Bishop Peter have some great things to say and on a whole lot of issues and events, especially asylum seekers and marriage? Sounds like he's a pretty big fan of the show as well. Well, Dodsey, I know Bishop Peter fairly well. 
you know the thing that you always get a sense of just how much he loves and is interested, like really interested in people and their stories. And it's just great that he's going to speak to us regularly here on The Journey. Hey, Dodsey, what's this I hear about a gathering for healing and hope? Can you tell us more about it? I'm glad you asked, mate. It's a prayer liturgy for anyone who's experienced loss, and that'll be held from 7 to 8 p.m. on Friday the 11th of October at Saints Peter and Paul Church at Kiama. Look, let's face it, mate, loss is a part of all of our lives at some stage, but it's not something that God wants us to journey with bravely on our own. So if you've suffered loss or hurt or know someone who has, you're really encouraged to come along or give Mrs. Denise Adams a call. She is on 0408 360 Still to come on the show, Trish McCarthy tilts her heads back and administers her weekly dose of milk and honey. Today she looks at creation. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. When movement is a key factor in your life, stretching becomes indispensable. Taking this down the beach the other day, I found myself battling to keep balanced. One thing I learned early on in my athletic days in regards to stretching was if you start to lose your balance, find a spot on the ground in front of you and focus. This enables a point of stability, a certain centeredness if you like. It's interesting the parallels between this and balance in our lives. In striving to maintain all the aspects of our life, it proves a difficult task without focus. This focus point for me comes from Christ. Keeping close to Him in my daily life and putting Christ at the centre of all I do and mindful of His presence, it allows me to keep in perspective all the things that demand my attention. Balance and focus go hand in hand and amazing things take shape when we have a clear focus point. So what or who are you focusing on? You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. Hi, we're Byron and Francine Parola from smartloving.org and today we're talking about the art of apology. Sadly, many couples don't actually know how to apologise and reconcile when they've hurt their spouse. People think that it's obvious or that it should just be instinctual or that love should make it all happen spontaneously. Well, it isn't, and it doesn't. There are five elements to the art of apology, and we're going to focus on one of these each week. The first is to admit your error. It's amazing how hard some people find this. They acknowledge that something went wrong, but they dodge and weave to avoid accepting responsibility for it themselves. There's always an excuse, or someone else who is more at fault. I said things that hurt you, but you made me so angry. I know I promised to be home by 6pm, but so-and-so held me up. I shouldn't have shouted at you, but you provoked me. It might be true, but the thing is, as soon as but or if slips into the admission of error, the message that your spouse hears is that you don't really believe that you were at fault. Now, taking responsibility for your own error is not only essential for intimate relationships to thrive, it's fundamental to your own spiritual growth. We all make mistakes, but we can't improve or grow unless we admit our error. Practice these sentences so that they become a natural part of your apology vocabulary. Think of it as a spiritual exercise in humility. I was wrong. I stuffed up. I made a mistake. I was careless. I failed to be the husband or the wife I promised to be. I let you down and you didn't deserve that. These are little simple ways of admitting an error without introducing or an if or a but. And it's important. We're Francine and Byron Parola. For more information and tips about relationships, visit www.smartloving.org.
We really are lucky to have such experts in their fields contributing to the show each and every week, Dodsey. And remember, you can go to the Diocese of Wollongong or the Pulse website to listen again to the show. Maybe sharing some of the segments from our guest speakers with someone who you think would be helped or encouraged by it. You go to pulse941.com.au or radio.daw.org.au. You're going to tell us about a special event for the ladies now, Dodsey. Just try and stop me. Here's something you shouldn't miss if you're a lady, Women's Breakfast. Now, it's a breakfast hosted by the Disciples of Jesus, and it's open to all women over 17 years of age. They can enjoy socialising with other women and be nourished by some great food and a great speaker talking on spiritual matters. To be held at Cafe SA, Wollongong Salvation Army on Borelli Street, and it's all taking place on Saturday, the 12th of October, between 8.30am and 10.30am. And guess what? It's only $15 a person. Now, to be in this great breakfast... RSVP by Friday the 4th of October to Darian Cadman on 0411 608 024. You're tuned to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Coming up shortly, Pete Gilmore with Living the Gospel. Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. One of the great stories in Jesus' life was early in his ministry when he was calling people to come follow him. Two of these guys, Andrew and James, were walking behind Jesus. I guess they were curious to see where he was going and what he was doing. After all, a great prophet, John the Baptist, had just said publicly that Jesus is the one we've all been waiting for. So at one point, Jesus stops. He turns around and he asks them, what are you looking for? What a fantastic question. It's the perfect question. How often do we end up in a bad situation, down a bad track, and we ask ourselves, how on earth did I get here? What we search for, we will find. So in your decisions today, what are you looking for? Are you looking for money? Are you looking for acceptance? Are you looking for fun? Are you looking for God? I pray that we would become aware of the things that drive us so that we can live with passion and with purpose. God bless. Well, Dodsy, school holidays are upon us, which means the Youth Mission Team Australia will be running the I Stand Camp. It's for 14 to 18-year-olds from Wednesday the 25th up until Friday the 27th of September. For information and bookings, you can contact Wollongong at ymt.com.au or phone Chris Brennan. 0433 That camp will have some fantastic activities and a focus on living a life of purpose. That can only be a good thing, Dodsey. Yeah, true, right. Well, that brings us to the end of another amazing show. I really enjoyed it, actually. Now, thanks for all the great feedback we've been receiving over the last six weeks. Spread the word about the journey. And, look, keep those emails coming in. Go to journey at daw.org.au. Well, that's almost it for another episode of The Journey here on Pulse 94.1. Sundays, 11am up until midday. Also repeated Wednesdays, 10 till 11pm. Well, until next time, have have yourselves a great great week. The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop. You have been listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey on cradio.org.au. You can listen into The Journey in Wollongong by tuning in to Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. And you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on Cradio on Sundays from 8 to 9pm. 
to find all the episodes of The Journey and for more shows, talks and interviews, visit cradio.org.au.